The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And hello, everyone, and welcome to Intentional Spirit, and it's just always a pleasure to have you on the show and and to have you support us and share our shows with other people all over the world. I'm really excited that we have Kimberly Hart. Uh, That's her name. That's her birth name. That's her so-called, and she's going to teach all of us today how to get love. Uh, the conversation that is either conscious or preoccupying so many people of what do I need to do to get true love in my life. And Kimberly is the one to tell us how. Thank you, Kimberly, for being on the show today. Excited to have you. Oh, it's just my delight. I am so glad to be here with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, one of the things I was intrigued by is, is having been born myself with a different name, I'm always curious because your name is absolutely who you are and your voice in the world. Uh, tell our audience how your name came about and the story and the history behind that. My, my family name in German means fountain of the heart. So when I became a conscious adult, I really wanted to make a commitment to being more loving in the world. And so I took the heart part of it. And you did, and you've taken it and you've, um, you've ran with it, you know, and I, I find it very interesting as I, I travel the globe as well. And, and one of the conversations I hear so often, you know, because I have been in a long-term relationship and, truly with the love of my life. Um, and I, as I tell people, I stopped looking for the right person and I started focusing on becoming the right person. But in, in that space, you hear people say, oh, you know, it's no big deal. You know, it's, it's no big deal that I don't have, you know, Mr. Or, or, or Miss Right. And yet five minutes later, they go, I hope I get somebody to respond to me on Match.com. <laughs> what is that right. about? what is that about i think i think we're afraid to admit what we want because we are afraid that we won't get it and that if we fail we'll be humiliated and embarrassed and that so many of us have tried to the very best of our ability to create loving relationships in our lives and we have failed at it either because we couldn't create someone or we chose the wrong person 
but it all boils down to what are truly your beliefs about love. For instance, if you believe that love hurts, no matter what a wonderful person you pull into your life, they will change right in front of your eyes and they will hurt you. They have to because how it works is this. Your subconscious mind stores all your beliefs and your beliefs create your reality. Most business books and most self-help books today say, you know, pay attention. It's really important that you know what you believe. And not only do I concur, I think it is really the only way, other than epiphanies from the divine, to really have long-term permanent change. We can try to change our attitude. We can do meditations. We can do all sorts of therapy. We can do seminars. But what happens when we're by ourselves and alone we go back to what we know, to the last place of comfort. And here's the tricky thing, Temple. Even if that place of comfort is pain, we're comfortable with our pain. We understand our pain. And so we not only do not want to admit to other people that we really are looking for a relationship, we, we are lost at how to create that. We don't know where to begin. And my suggestion is you begin by first, that old saw of love yourself, which most of us have no clue what that means, and to shift your beliefs about love. And the book Get Love, How to Transform Your Love Life, is about a step-by-step answer to how you, sitting at your kitchen table, can shift your belief systems. Because I don't know about you, but I get very frustrated when someone tells me what's wrong with me and gives me no skills, no no pathway of how to change that. Yeah, I, well, absolutely. And then to look at the language that we use. Uh, you know, one of our deepest fears is falling, and we call it falling in love. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We call it falling in love. And the reason about why we feel one of our biggest fears falling is because we are out of control. And that is one of the things love demands. Love demands we give up control because control and love cannot live simultaneously in the same space. You have to choose. And having been a reformed control freak, I promise you that the only reason I was willing to step out of control because that was one of my defense mechanisms in my life was because I wanted love more. So I was willing to do the work once I understood that control and love cannot exist simultaneously. That's a very powerful window to go in. I I love that and the way that you're structuring that because like you were saying earlier, and it's funny, um, you and I could write a phenomenal book together because we're just so on the same page. But it's like... um, just this whole thing of, you know, people often say the, the opposite of fear, of love is fear. And, and what we tend to live in is just a bunch of bunker, bumper sticker truths and cliches, you know. But I, I love what you're saying. When we're really concerned about love, it's the opposite is that we need to be in control. I've never heard anybody put it like that before. I think it's important that we be as leaders that you and I, Temple, do what we do, and that is make very complex issues accessible. That one sentence is incredibly complex. 
If you choose to control, you rule out love. In the moment you are controlling, love cannot exist. It's very complex, but it's accessible, and we can all wrap our minds and our hearts around that. Well, well, right now, do I want to control this person? Do I want to intimidate them? Do I want to manipulate them? Do I want to be a victim so that they, quote, unquote, have to love me if they are a good person? That's all controlling. Or do we just fall, i.e., trust that the universe really is based in love. And that is a tough trust because we were all raised where we had to to defend ourselves, to protect ourselves. Women particularly in the society we live in, watch where you go, watch who you're with. From the time you're a little girl, you hear about the world's a dangerous place and because you're a woman, by virtue of your gender, it is more dangerous for you than it is for boys. And so we, we have this root fear that if we are authentically vulnerable, we will be hurt because we have yet to translate our trust in the divine that we are powerful in the love that we give in the world and that love itself will be a protective mechanism for us. That's a tough one for most of us. So when I say... All love begins with your willingness to love yourself because you cannot give what you do not have. People continue to be Swiss cheese, and by that what I mean is that we have all these holes in us that we want other people to fill. A sense of lack, as one of my mentors says to me, that we, we lack love in this area or in that area. We're not taking care of our health or our finances are leaking or, or our sexuality is leaking or uh, creating someone in our life that is at the same level of, of intense friendship that we want, that we ha- we're Swiss cheese. So we gather other people in to fill those holes, forgetting that Swiss cheese has holes in and it's like there's a hole in the bucket. They feed us and it goes right back out. So we make them feel never enough, which is an incredibly painful thing to do someone else because we want them to do our work for us. It must always start with loving yourself. And that's why the book Get Love has many different metaphors. Get love, yes, your own love. Get romantic love, yes, that as well. Learn that love is based on how much love you can let in is based on your core beliefs about love. And those, sadly, were formed in childhood. And most of us learned dysfunctional ways of what love is. And we now, as adults, are responsible to go back and shift that. You know, I was reading your tremendous background and the life experiences that that you've had. What was the calling within you or the pivotal moment when you said, this is what I'm going to stand for in the world. This is, this is why I came here. This is what I have a voice about. You know, it's been a crooked path. It's been a really crooked path because I'm a successful strategic management consultant in real high-level businesses. And that's an easy mask to hide behind because mm. I do it well. And so... Being a strategic management consultant, I mean, that sounds really pretty great. And I've got lots of degrees to substantiate that and world experience, and that sounds really great. But the more I loved myself, the more I looked and asked myself the question, 
what do I want to really do in the world? I've proven to myself that I can learn and grow and that I am diligent in consistently continuing to grow. But that wasn't enough for me. So when I asked myself, what do you want to do now? Now that you've proven all the things you wanted to prove to yourself, what do you want to do now? The answer was, I want to champion love. I want to create an international serious conversation on what love is really about. Romantic love, yes. Self-love, yes. But basing everything we do in love because our foundations of the old world are crumbling from schools to medicine to business. They're crumbling. And when we try to fix the old way or do it in the old ways, we are consistently failing. And we, and we scratch our head and we go, wait a minute. That used to work. What's wrong now? What's wrong now is that the universe and our planet and, and our collective spirits are demanding new, to invent a new world, to birth a new world. And you can't do that from the ashes of the old. You don't take the ashes and pile them up and try to do something. No, you are willing to be lost and knowing you don't know how to love to the best extent that you could and knowing that you don't know how to create your next step in your career and to be willing to be lost so the answer can come to you. But Einstein said that our imagination was the most important tool we will ever have and that you could take anything from him but that because it is where our centered power is. And so if we want to imagine a new world, a world that is based in the foundation of love, I had to take my personal courage in hand and say, hey, listen, Kimberly, this is terrifying to you. And indeed, it is terrifying. It's so much easier to hide behind my degrees and everything else that I've accomplished in my life and not safe at all to say, hey, I want to champion love because I am afraid of people patting me on the head and saying, there, there, isn't that sweet? as if it is not an incredibly important and indeed, I believe, world-changing conversation to have. So when did I decide to do this? It's been a spotty path of having having courage and not having courage. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I totally totally get that. And, And when you're looking at the window of imagination uh, don't you find with the people that you work with i know i certainly do is that when when we talk about imagination people often think oh it's you know going to a you know an imax movie or having the experience at disney world but when it comes to themselves it's like they have so many restraints and conditions on the word imagination that it again is um you know not being in the flow not being in the uh, ability. I love to tell the story of the woman that wanted to be a great music teacher. She loved teaching. She loved students. And she said she wanted to have a piano and she didn't want to pay for it. And I said, great, we can imagine that. That's no problem. And she went, oh, and I want a Steinway Grand, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. and, but she imagined it with no restraints and your favorite word, control, right? And yeah. She was at a concert hall. They have four concerts a year. The master ceremonies announced, ladies and gentlemen, we have a problem. Could somebody help us? We don't have a place to keep this Steinway Grand piano. Um, 
361 days out of the year, do you know anybody? <laughs> and she had that. <laughs> I love that. She had the piano. You know, she had it for years and years and years. And it's just a, just a beautiful story about the being open to it can look so many different ways, but so often people just close off even the water flowing on the pipe, you know, to come in. Absolutely, absolutely. It takes immense courage to put out there what you want in the world. And I guess I want to say that in two different ways. One of the things that I enjoy teaching is something called form follows function. It's an architect term and it's a physics term. And what it means is that if you will decide how you want to feel, if you decide that you want in your life freedom and exhilaration and that you have significant positive impact and that you have a solid financial base and that you want to love and have joy and happiness, those are functions. The form is, I want it to look like a man that's this tall and makes this much money or I want it to be a bald guy with glasses who makes me laugh and makes me feel wonderful in the world. What we do is we program forms. I want this car. I want this house. Instead of putting out to the universe, I want this form. Now, what the wonderful story told you, what must have happened is her functions and her forms aligned. She wanted to help people. She wanted to bring more music in the world. She wanted to do that so that she could have meaning and significance. And for her, the form was a Steinway piano, which most people would have shook their heads at and said, are you out of your mind? Take the stand-up one that you can get at, at the Salvation Army for 50 bucks and be happy that you've got that. And so what we do is we stop dreaming big. We stop dreaming grand. We, we, we smile when other people do and, and we silently shake our heads and go, never going to happen because we won't expand our imagination. So my challenge to you is that you go after your function. How do you want to feel in the world? And give that out to the universe and let the universe choose the form. What if she didn't get a Stan, uh, Sternway Grand? What if she got the next one that's even more prestigious than that? See, our imaginations can limit us. We don't dream big enough. I'll give you an example from my own life. I was invited to a brainstorming session in the San Juan Islands last month where we were invited just to do nothing but come, be in this beauty, and sit around wherever we wanted to sit and talk about how it is that we wanted to change the world. And and there was no expectation, there was no to-do list, there was just this open invitation to have these really brilliant minds come and do that. And I was so honored to be invited. And the land that I was on was a portrait of magic. She It's 120 acres of crystals and sacred places to go and meditate and nature itself loving and healing you. And I had been thinking that what I wanted to create where I live now in Oregon is this beautiful retreat that's already built. They have it on sale. I haven't a clue where I'm going to get the money. And I realized that I was dreaming too small by going to this woman's retreat. 
that she opened up to the world. Because what I want to do with this retreat, I want to get in Oregon, is I do want to open it up to the world in different ways than it's ever been opened before. To dream differently, to be with each other differently, to form community differently, to let people such as yourself come and bring your people to be healed by nature in this place of wonder, to create my piece of the new world differently. That piece I had. But I did not have the connection with the land that this woman had. I've been dreaming much too small. And so for me, I'm once again putting the function out into the world that I want the freedom and the presence, because I believe in presence magic, that you and I, by being together, can create something that we would never create when we were alone. And when we are healthy and whole, people just being with us, whether we ever say anything wise or wonderful, they indeed will be healed simply by our presence because they allow it. And so when we dream big, when we, when we put the function out there, the universe can take our function and expand beyond what you and I in this moment could possibly imagine. And that is absolutely true for our love. We should put the function out there and not the description of the man and woman that we want to create, but rather how we want to feel when we are with them and when we are with the love of our lives, how do we want to feel? That's what we want to turn over to the universe to give back to us and to begin to trust that the universe will do that. So we will now full circle, give up our control so we can have a beloved in our lives. Oh, my gosh. Wow. On that note, we're going to all get a cup of tea because, trust me, you want to hear more about how to get love. Take a moment and go to getlove.com and you can find out more about Kimberly Hart. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. Benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, 
with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. If you're just coming on, I'm talking to the Get Love expert, Kimberly Hart, and she is a leading-edge author, uh, a great life coach, just an amazing person who's teaching people how to change that conversation. Remember, in order for us to get different, we must do different. And Kimberly is giving us concepts and ideas and also getting us back to some common sense about how love really works in our day-to-day lives. Um, Kimberly, you talk about uh, the concept, the power in belief systems and, you know, how we, you know, we, we people refer to that as that's just BS. That's your belief system. And yet, you know, people kind of fluff it off, but when it really is the steering wheel of our automobile, isn't it? It really is, and and it's sad that we're not taught that in kindergarten and in the first grade. It's sad that we don't have Feelings 101. It's why the movie that's out now, the new Pixar movie, um, Inside Out, is a brilliant movie. Please, everyone, go to that movie. Take yourself. Take your children. It talks about how your feelings function inside. It has a couple things not quite right, and that is they talk about core feelings. What they really should have used is the word core beliefs. We have beliefs that our attitudes, our feelings, and our thinking are all based on what we believe. We might not know what we believe consciously, but let me tell you how you figure it out. What you have in your life is what you believe because that's how powerful your subconscious mind is. And the subconscious mind sounds like some sort of psychiatry, psychology term that that the people in the Ivy Wright Towers deal with. No, it's, it's part of us. It's a gift we were given. Picture it as your own personal master computer. And whatever you put into it, it's going to bloody well make sure that you have in your life. So... If you believe that life is filled with love, it will be. But most people don't believe that. If you believe love hurts, which many of us do, you you will find that you will create a life where love hurts. If you believe I'm not lovable, people will give you that feedback that you're not lovable. If you believe I don't deserve, well, that's a huge one. Then, of course, you will not get the best of what you want in the world. Now, most of our beliefs work for us. We wouldn't be listening to temple. We wouldn't be functioning well in the world. So most of our beliefs work for us. But you see, we don't want to have an average life. And an average life, by the way, is what is average for you. So if you function in the 90 percentile of the world, that's average for you. Stop being lazy. Kick it up to 92%. 
If you function at 60% of the world, that's your average. Now kick it up. Now what does that percentage mean? That means how much goodness, truth, and beauty, how much love you will receive for the divine because it takes immense strength to fight the normal flow of the universe, which is to be a loving place. And we as human beings have have put our guards up and put our shields up and have done an amazingly effective job of keeping love away. And a lot of that is because our computer, our subconscious mind, has programmed deep in it that, that our beliefs about love don't work for us. And so let me use the example I use in the book, Get Love, How to Transform Your Love Life. And the belief, I, because I wrote this book 30 years into self-growth, so I knew a thing or two. But I discovered in the relationship the book depicts for you that I had a belief I hadn't been responsible to change yet, and that was no matter how hard I try, a man will not love me the way I want to be loved. Oh, they would love me but not in the way I wanted to be loved. So every man I was with failed to love me the way I wanted to be loved. They had to because my subconscious mind, which is so much more powerful than my conscious mind, looked in the little index under level, went, mm, let me see, let me, oh, here it is, love. Oh, man, okay. Oh, this man is, can love her, but, but she's never going to feel like it's good enough. She's never going to feel like it's the way she wants to be loved. So every man who comes into her presence is going to feel not enough, and she's going to hurt them. Oh, that's how it's wired. Mm, Okay, let's do that. When I was willing to admit that to myself, that I was the one who created my own reality, that I was the one who had the power to change my life, my my world changed. Mm. And so what I did in the book is I share with you in the first half love letters that we did not change at all, that went back and forth between Adam and I. And and then after each love letter, I will point out to you what we believed, what worked, what didn't work. So you can, you can walk with us an actual love experience and, and find out by examining your own life what is true for you, what's not true for you. So when we get to the part of the book where I say, okay, now, You've been dancing this dance with me for a hundred pages of love letters, true love letters, and you've and you've gained some insight to how love really works. Now, what beliefs about love in your life don't work? And I give you a four step process to actually access that computer we call the subconscious mind in you and give it new orders. Think about that. New orders, because most of the orders we've given ourselves around our beliefs about love were given before we were seven years old. So that means that the person who's running our lives is the seven-year-old in us, and would you, as you're sitting around the table with someone that you want to pull into your life, would you run across the room and talk to a seven-year-old on how to handle the situation? Of course you wouldn't. (laughs) Absolutely not. That's what our beliefs are doing. And so knowing how to shift those beliefs is paramount to having the life you want. 
And it's so it's so spot on, and especially uh, for someone like myself, because I've I've lived through exactly what you're talking about, and it, it's fascinating because you know my modeling up till seven years old of any vision, any mirror of anybody in love, L O V E, was that it was hard and that it didn't line up and that it was very complicated. So obviously, that was my experience for a long, long time. You know, and yeah. then we're we're inundated with information out there in the world, you know, promoting that opposites attract and opposites attract and, you know, all that. And so there's so much compromise made because, oh, yeah, well, that's what they say, you know, opposites attract. Where when I was, you know, going in my 40s, it's like to heck with all this, you know, <laughs> I want to meet somebody that is more like me. I want to know what that feeling is. You know, I want to have that feeling of, of someone that's not always in agreement with me. They need to be who they are, but kind of gets that our similarities are so powerful. But up till then, I got to say, when I would see people that would talk about how in love they were and they didn't want to be apart and they loved to travel all the time together, I kind of thought, I mean, Kimberly, I kind of thought, wow, that. Those are some codependent people. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Absolutely. You know, it's like, ooh, that's codependent. I like too much of my time alone. So that's what I would create, you know, the beautiful love story. And then before it was all over, I was just coexisting with another person very alone inside. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe that there's a pandemic of loneliness in our world. Because we will not love ourselves and we do not know how to change our beliefs around love. In fact, the vast majority of us haven't even noticed that our beliefs don't work for us. And I love what you said in the the first segment of the show. And I I say this so often. It's like if you look in shamanism, you know, in the West, uh, in the direction, in Celtic shamanism, the the, uh, direction of the West is is love, it's water, it's fluid, it's it's flow, it's all those things, and uh, house within that energy are the creatures of the deep, you know. And I always say, if we're going to have depth in our lives, we must be willing to go deeper within ourselves and like you alluded to earlier we have information out there we have more information than we've ever had but if people really want to get love you know getlove.com truly get love it's it's taking the time and the willingness to i've heard so many people say oh yeah i went and listened to a talk today or i went and listened to the new thought minister today and they were talking about you got to love yourself and that's just so simple we get that already and i'm thinking not based upon looking at your life you haven't gotten that already <laughs> it's surface level so, stuff you know yep it's so true Loving yourself might be the biggest challenge we ever have in our lives, not creating our business, not creating wealth, not raising our children well. It might be the biggest challenge of our lives because we do exactly that. We diminish the significance of it, and we don't ask ourselves the questions before everything we do is just a self-loving act or is just a self-sacrificing act. If you are sacrificing yourself for anything, 
you are off your soul's path, in my, in my opinion. You are not on the path that is going to bring you the most joy and happiness that you can have in your life, which my belief is is your soul's path. And so what does that mean? It means that, that you pull and struggle and hardship and hurdles and, and pain and hurt, the things that we don't want you to have to do in your life. Life was never meant to be this hurtful, this painful. It's not how it was set up. We just, in our evolution, have created it being more painful than we can possibly describe. I want to sit, sometimes I'll just sit on the street corner and watch people walk by and I go, every single person has an individual story that is interesting, that is fascinating, and most of them don't believe that they are worthy of love and, mm. and because they will not do the work it takes to love themselves, they just absolutely refuse to do that. And that is so harmful. And for those who that they need to sacrifice themselves for the world, what, what I want to say is when you give up yourself, when you sacrifice yourself, you are hurting the planet because the planet can't take one more ounce of pain. If you really want to serve the planet, then be joyously happy. And it begins by knowing what you believe about love because you can never escape how you've been programmed inside. It will always reappear. It's why if you walk into the room of 50 eligible people and your belief is that women betray or men abandon, you will choose the one man that will abandon you and the one woman that will betray you because your subconscious mind will make sure that your beliefs are honored in your reality. They literally, it literally, it's not figuratively, literally pull those people into your lives. And so kind of it, the simplicity of it, right, is, is we always make ourselves right, don't we? Yes. We always make ourselves right. See, you can't trust men. See, women do betray. Yes, because our subconscious mind, we've had that expression forever, but we really didn't understand what the genesis of that was. Where did it come from? It comes from this faithful servant computer we have called the subconscious mind. And when we're children with intense focus, with intense feeling, and with a choice, we lay down beliefs. And we can undo those beliefs in the exact same way. Just like a person who knows how to do a computer and they do zeros and ones, you and I wouldn't begin to understand that. We can understand our subconscious mind with intense focus, with intense feelings, and with a new choice, we can change our beliefs. And what Get Love does for you, it walks you through the four steps. Sit down at the kitchen table, form a book club, do whatever it takes. Join me on a webinar. Do whatever it takes to shift your beliefs because you know at your age that you have repeated patterns. And no matter how hard you try, those patterns continue to come back. It's not that there's something innately wrong with you. It's just that your beliefs don't work for you. Think about that. There's not something innately wrong with you. You didn't miss something when you were in line and and getting stuff to come to this lifetime. Your beliefs just got you screwed up. So let's just change them so you can have the life you've always wanted. And and the time and the energy it would take to do 
the work that you're talking about and to do the four steps in the book and to do all those things would never amount ever to the amount of time that it takes to relocate, you know, get another U-Haul, uh, get your photo made with somebody and then have to cut the photo out and go through separation <laughs> time and time and time again. It's about get love, do the work, you know, take the time to do the work. It, it, it's absolutely amazing. You can also um, participate in the blog on Kimberly Hart's website, getlove.com. I'd like to say a special thank you to all of you right now that continue to uh, support Unity Online Radio. We truly are a voice of an awakening world. And thank you for all that you do, either spreading our messages through social media or also through your ongoing contributions. If you like the kind of conversations you're hearing today, please join me at templehays.com or unitycampus.org. We'll be right back following this short break. And for key ideas about how to get love with Kimberly Hart. You ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. Wow. Well, we're certainly getting some amazing insights today on what needs to happen in order for us to truly uh, transcend beyond control 
and bring in uh, the true love imagination that we are all capable of being and, and having. Uh, Kimberly, it's a pleasure having you on our show today, and your insights are just so profound, and they work. I mean, that's the thing about it is is that they 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 literally work. I uh, I remember standing in front of that mirror, you know, when I was in my forties, and I was singing, "You are the woman that I always dreamed of. I knew it from <laughs> the beautiful. start." And I would sing that a lot because what I was into is exactly what you're saying. What is the feeling going to be that I'm going to have? When somebody actually looks at me across the room and that's the song they're singing, you know, yeah. and yeah. not you are the woman that I uh, hope isn't there anymore. <laughs> 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 You're the woman that I'm so just done with, you know, <laughs> yep, and right. it, it's, it's like, what will that, what will that feel like? And within eight or nine months, I stepped totally in that place and have had that ever since. And it's exactly what you're saying is that I I saw someone look at somebody else and I went, I don't have that look. And that was the, you know, that was the, that moment was like everybody ought to have somebody look at them like that if they're going to be in a relationship at all. <laughs> you know, it's so powerful yeah. what what you're teaching and and so needed because um it's it's part of what we're here for to be to love ourselves and and to be loved. I mean, even people that are scripture based, they don't even get that part of love your neighbor. They totally skip over as yourself. I mean, <laughs> it's everywhere. We can't avoid that part, right? Right. Uh, you, you can't. It's, it's like this. When we say we want to be a cook or we want to be a carpenter, we don't, we don't run out and do it. We learn the skills. Mm. So we say we want to love and we want to be loved, but we don't learn the skills. We don't even, in many cases, understand what love is because we only have examples of what love is not. And so when you sing in the mirror and you say beautiful things like, I want to love myself this way. I want to look at myself as if I am the dream woman in my life and that when you see love, be sent from one person to another with a look that you want that for yourself. The question that we need to ask ourselves is, what is love? And let me give you just one small example. Love is consistent, but not constant. And by that I mean it's like the ocean. The waves go out, they go back in. The tide goes out, they come back in. We are not going to love our partner every single day of our lives. We can be loving and respectful towards them, but some days it's the tide of love is out. And we roll over in bed and we go, what the hell am I doing here? Mm -hmm. Everyone has had that experience and gotten guilty around it 
because, oh, my God, this is the love of my life. How can I not love them today? Some days you're not even going to like them. Welcome to being human. What holds a relationship in place when love isn't in is intimacy, close and open and tender and knowing and caring. Those are the qualities that hold us in place when love's not out and you're not head over heels in love with this person today. In fact, they irritate the heck out of you. And so what happens to some relationships, sadly, is the tide of love is out. They don't understand how love functions. They don't understand that love and intimacy must be together in a relationship for a relationship to last. They do not recognize that. And so they go, oh, my God, I don't love this person anymore. And they begin to plan on getting out. And when they begin to pull their energy out, the relationship begins to die. And then all of a sudden they have a self-fulfilling prophecy and the relationship is dead. All because they didn't know that love is like a tide. It goes in and it goes out. So if we're going to be carpenters or creators of our love, we have to understand what love is and what it's not. It is this immensely powerful thing that was gifted to us and and we will when we are truly in love and, and oftentimes the only time we experience that is when we have children, what we say is that I would die for my children. Too mm. too often we sadly die because we will not love ourselves and so we are among the walking dead. And and your book is a great example of that temple. You know, when did you die? When did you give up life? And often it is in that exact moment when you decided you weren't lovable because your belief systems create you having the experience in the outside world that you are not lovable. And what happens with that is this. You will create your, just as you mentioned before, Temple, you create your own reality by going, you know what? I am right again. Let's stop being right. Let's go inside, change the belief, and have a different life. And if that sounds too easy, let me assure you that that brilliant people, people much more brilliant than I, created this process so that it is accessible to you and I, and we don't have to spend 20 years learning the process. We can sit down at the kitchen table. Now, what's in your way? What objections come up to your mind right in this moment? Why are you saying no? When what you've said your entire life is you want love, and yet you're saying no? When I say sit down at the kitchen table and do four steps? Four steps, think about it. And I will tell you, once you master the process of changing your beliefs, from beginning to end, the first two steps which are written out and the second two steps which are meditations, you could complete it in an hour. No rhetoric, no hype, you could change your life in an hour. But it's like playing tennis. In the beginning, you have to bend your knees and, and pay attention that the racket is perpendicular to the ground and you have to swing and, and swing right and follow through and you think about that and you think about it till the day comes you don't think about it anymore because it's a learned skill. Changing your belief is a learned skill. And the pain you lived with is astronomically more powerful and more energy-expending than sitting at the kitchen table and changing your life. Mm. Good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely good stuff. 
Um, tell us how and tell the audience, Kimberly, how they can stay connected because this is just phase one. How, how do people get more enrolled with you? First of all, they can go to getlove.com. They can order the book right away. It takes you right to it. Uh, what are some of the other things you do with your, your messages that support people? Well, as you mentioned, they can join my blog. But right now, we have opened up my schedule, so I'm open to come and speak to groups to have people set up seminars so they can actually have what they want. As a consigliere, which means I have been working with people of significant leadership for the last 30 years. And now, now my choice is to go and be with you, to talk to your groups, to talk to your audiences, to talk to women's and men's groups where we can now really understand that this conversation about love is what's going to change the world. That's what's going to change the world. It is not new technology because if technology in the hands of people who do not love themselves can be kind of iffy, we must take serious this conversation about love. And so I invite you to invite me to join you in whatever venue seems appropriate for both of us. And you can get through, get to me through the website. There's all sorts of contact information. All the media stuff is there. So let's do it together because none of us can do it alone. That is so true and, and, and for sure for real. Um, Kimberly has so much to offer and I'm telling you, it's just, it, it changes your life when you really do have a true love in your life and someone that mirrors who you are and supports you. I, I can't even explain it, uh, Kimberly, of how, I don't know, it, it's just, it's hard to put in words. When you truly do have the love of your life on board, uh, it it's just beyond words, really. Uh, it changes everything. It ab- yes, it changes it how you show up in the world. It it changes how dedicated you are to any of your other endeavors. It's just an amazing journey. You know, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and for sharing uh, your wisdom from the book uh, get love love to have you on the show again and everyone go to getlove.com and reach out to kimberly hart she is a huge heart with a big message and one that can catapult you to the next level of life thank you for being with us everyone appreciate you goodbye kimberly bye thank you temple Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Ever 
notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. it means to be sacred activists in service of compassion and justice, we may find ourselves asking, how do we become a sacred activist? Institute for Sacred Activism founder Andrew Harvey says, follow your heartbreak. His advice echoes Gandhi, who once said, whenever you are in doubt, apply the following test. Recall the face of the poorest and the weakest person whom you may have seen, and ask yourself if the step you contemplate is going to be of any use to them. Will they gain anything by it? Will it restore them to a control over their own life and destiny? So, whenever in doubt about the direction of your life, just ask yourself, what breaks my heart? Whose suffering is simply too much to bear? And then, commit your life to alleviate it. Don't turn your face away from the pain and injustice that is so prevalent in our world. Courageously bear witness to it, and in prayer, dedicate your life to healing it. Gain more spiritual insight. Listen to Radical Spirituality and Sacred Activism with Adam Bucko, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, 
a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>